Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. This is episode 23. A little bit of a late night edition, um, but that happens sometimes. So we got some thoughts today. We're going to talk about uh, tech football. I'm going to do a little bit of a wrap-up of last week's game against Iowa State. We're going to talk a little bit of the ridiculousness of Bob Bowlesby, and I'll give you some of my thoughts over tonight's game against Oklahoma State. Uh, We're also going to cover some tech basketball. I'm going to give you my review of the latest Prodigy and Star Trek Discovery episodes. And I'm going to give you my Survivor Series predictions, which that's coming up this weekend. So let's let's start with some tech football. Um, When I last recorded, we were still in the midst of the Iowa State game, and Tech was able to pull it out. And great kick by Garibay, obviously. And um, the refs... They were terrible, and we'll get to that a little bit more later. But, you know, pretty shocking victory, honestly. Um, I did not expect Tech to win um, the way things were going. Um, I, but, you know, obviously very impressive to get to 6-4 and four and and to get bowl eligible. Um, pretty good. You know, I was really, really impressed by Donovan Smith against Iowa State. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, tonight's game. Um, but real impressed by him. But overall, great a great win uh, for Tech. Um, now let's get to the shenanigans this week from the Big 12. Then we'll talk the Oklahoma State game. So on Wednesday night, um, the Big 12 tweeted out uh, an announcement that the radio um, hosts for the Tech broadcast, uh, John Harris and uh Jensen, um, Brian Jensen, were suspended for the game this week against Oklahoma State due to their comments about the officiating. And first of all, absolutely gutless move by Bob Bowlesby. I mean, late Wednesday night, uh, I guess he expected no one was going to pay attention to it. And I mean, it blew up in the in the next day pretty quickly. Um, but you know, I listened to what was the controversial parts of the radio broadcast, and I mean, they were just calling out what everyone else was seeing. I mean, it was very clear that, you know, the Big 12 wanted Iowa State to win that game. And um, now, again, I'm going to say this up front if Tech had lost last week, I would not have blamed the officiating because, I mean, you officiating doesn't cause you to blow a 21 point. 21 point lead. That's just, you know, that's poor, poor play, but the officiating did not help. And there were just some pretty egregious calls. I've never seen two whole sections of a stadium cleared out over a water bottle, which may or may not have been thrown from the stands. I just saw it rolling onto the field. So who knows? Um, but you know, it's just interesting to me that Bob Bowlesby, wants to treat Texas Tech this way. Um, two months ago, Kirby Holcutt, Dr. Skuvenek, they led the committee, they led every every um, bit of effort to keep the Big 12 intact. BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston would not be coming to the Big 12 
if not for Texas Tech, and if not for Kirby Holcutt and Dr. Skuvanek. So I don't understand why we're getting the shaft and getting treated the way we are. Um, because again, post Big, Big 12 post-Texas and OU, Texas Tech is your big dog in the conference. And they, you know, I guarantee you Bob Bowlesby wouldn't be treating UT Austin this way. Um, so we need, we need to, we need to swing the big stick around and make it clear we're the big dogs. Now we're going to run the show. That's number one. Number two, I still don't understand how Bob Bowlesby still has a job because on his watch, UT and Oklahoma were able to secretly negotiate with the SEC and leave pretty much catching the rest of the Big 12 off guard. How does that happen? And how does the commissioner keep that keep their job? Um, I'm still not really clear what Oliver Luck is doing. Why can't Oliver Luck slide on in and be the new Big 12 commissioner? And, you know, Bob Bowlesby, you know, happy retirement. You know, you can go back to the Pac-12, you know, whatever. Um, but it just... Just a stupid, stupid situation. Um, I really wish Tech would have said, you know, we're we're gonna have them broadcasting the game. You know, go fly a kite, Bullsby. What 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 would what would he have done? He's gonna kick us out of the conference. So I mean, really, it, it just ridiculous story this week. Um, now let's get to tonight's game. Um, you know, I, I expected to lose tonight's game. I think Oklahoma State's. Extremely talented team, uh, and I don't think Tech is at a level yet where they could compete with Oklahoma State. Um, but it was a pretty disappointing game, nonetheless. And I think the biggest disappointment is just the offense looked pretty horrible. Um, now, is that a was that a sign of Oklahoma State has a pretty strong defense, or did we just? I mean, did we just completely no show? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly, um, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm really not going to bash Donovan Smith. Um, I, he had a bad game, but, uh, you know, honestly, the offense, the weakness of the offense isn't quarterback play, isn't your receiver running back play. It's your offensive line. And I think when you come face-to-face with a pretty uh, strong defense like Oklahoma State, it exposes how horrible this offensive line is. Um, and they've they've had major issues all year long, um, you know, going all the way back to the Houston game. The biggest problem with the offense this year has been the offensive line. And, you know, Donovan's, Donovan's young, um, and he made some bad throws today. Made some, um, you know, I don't think he turned the ball over, um, but, you know, just couldn't get anything going. Um, and I think part of that is, you, you know, you didn't have, you know, the offense was, offensive line couldn't block anybody. And so, you know, he's having to get the ball out of his hands as quickly as possible. And that, you know, we see that all the time. That leads to pretty terrible throws. Um, you know, they brought in Baron Morton. Baron Morton couldn't do much either. And again, I don't blame that on the on the two quarterbacks. I blame it more on this offensive line is pretty terrible. And that's got to be something that uh, Joey McGuire 
has got to got to get get addressed and he's starting to get that addressed i mean this week the tech got a commitment from a player out of Amarillo high uh, for next year's class um but you know you go back and look at those leech teams in the 2000s it's the dominant offensive line and tech has not had that and certainly this year that's been i think probably the biggest achilles heel is the offensive line um so that needs to be fixed now there's a lot of people saying you know pointing to this game pointing to the results tonight saying well you know this this should basically mean sonny cumby shouldn't get the job you know i i disagree and i'm not really on team team cumby or not team cumby about getting the job um it's joey mcguire's choice um you know i i think sonny cumby is a very good coach i think he's been um at times this year, a very solid offensive coordinator. Um, I don't blame him for the offensive no-show tonight. Like I said, I, I think the offensive line was woefully um, outplayed. And I don't know if that, like I said, I think that's a combination of Oklahoma State has a very talented defense and we have a very mediocre offensive line. And so I, I don't I don't necessarily blame Sonny Cumbie for, for that tonight. And I, I think he tried to do what he tried, you know, could do to get get it figured out and it was just you know we just we didn't have it offensively tonight um and I, I think a lot of that Oklahoma State is just a more talented team right now than Tech um hopefully Joey McGuire can upgrade the talent and I think you know he's going about it the right way with the with uh, the high school recruits and especially winning some of these West Texas recruits um back to the program so um but bottom line with Sonny Cumbie, um, you know, if he stays, I, I don't think that's going to be a detriment to Tech. Um, if he goes, I, you know, I think McGuire can get a, a good offensive coordinator in. Uh, you know, so I, I'm not on Team Cumbie or not Team Cumbie. You know, I whatever whatever McGuire decides is what what I'm on. So, um, other thoughts for college football this week? I want to. I do want to congratulate the University of Texas for uh, not, not clinching a bowl. They will be uh, one of the few um, universities in Texas that will not be bowling this year. So you certainly are back, obviously. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so that's, yeah. Tech Scott Baylor next week. Honestly, I expect they probably will lose. Uh, Baylor... I think it's just clearly a more talented team than Tech, um, you know, and so they'll finish six and six. I said seven and five at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, I was a little close, closer than I thought I'd be, especially after that Kansas State debacle. Um, so they'll go to a bowl game. Um, as far as where they'd go, I really, you know, I really don't want them to go to the bowl in Dallas or Fort Worth. Um, I kind of prefer the Liberty Bowl. I think that'd be a fun bowl to go to, uh, playing an SEC opponent. Um, a lot of the projections right now have them going to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, possibly pay, playing Maryland. Uh, I mean, I guess that's fine. Uh, you know, I guess that'd be that'd be okay. Whatever. Um, so I'm I'm just kind of ready for McGuire to fully take charge and kind of start seeing what the staff's going to look like uh, moving forward. So let's talk a little bit of tech basketball this week. 
Tech uh, won two games this week. They won Monday against Prairie View A&M. Pretty d- dominated pretty much that game. And then they con- they they did win today against uh, in- uh, Incarnate Word. Struggled for a lot of the game um, to put it, put them away, but then started to pull away. I think it was about seven or eight minutes left in the game. Um, the biggest takeaway from the game today was um, let's never go to this beach thing at the South Padre Island again, or let's hope that if we end up going again, that the television coverage is 100% better than it was tonight or today. Um, I don't mind being on ESPN+. Plus. Um, what I do mind is when the ESPN Plus feed is literally, it felt like a junior high media class production um, from the commentators to the camera work. Um, I About halfway through the first half, I muted it. I could not take any more of the commentators. It was just so, I mean, it was just bad. And, you know, the camera angles were terrible. Um, just, it was just, it was a rough game to watch and you know tech struggling was rough to watch but I mean they they turned it on when they needed to um and you know this is this is their fourth game in they're still learning um you know this was TJ Shannon's first game and Nadolny's first game so having to integrate them into the uh back into the team uh on court on the court you know there's a little bit of work that need to be done but uh and I don't know why Bryson Williams basically disappeared today um, hopefully that kind of gets fixed. Um, was real impressed with Adonis Arms again, and uh, Davian Warren, and then McCuller. McCuller's just consistent. He's he's going to be Mister Consistency, I think, all year long. But um, this I, I still feel like this is going to be a team that can do some really special things in March. I think they're going to have. I think they're going to um, sneak up on some people, and you know we'll see what happens. But I think they're a fun team to watch. Um, certainly, um, but that, you know, st- still room for improvement and you still have some few more, few more games, um, that you can improve on before you start getting some of these tougher non-conference opponents like Providence, um, Tennessee and Gonzaga. So just, uh, got to continue to work it, you know? So, um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, tomorrow's big game, Cowboys Chiefs. Um, I will tell you this, I am basically sitting not rooting for either team it's I love both teams and you know honestly the team that probably needs to win more tomorrow is the Chiefs because you know I think the Chiefs are starting to get back on a roll um, and maybe potentially get themselves into a pretty decent position playoff wise um, the Cowboys, you know, they still have games, two games against the Redskins. They have a game against the Giants and the Eagles. Um, I think they still have a shot to, you know, roll through and and uh, maybe even get to the number one seed in the NFC. We'll see. Um, but it should be a fun game. Um, and I'm glad this only happens once every four years where it's Chiefs-Cowboys, um, unless it happens to the Super Bowl, which I don't think it'll happen this year. It could happen in some point, but, uh, should be a fun game, you know, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Cowboys got another game this Thursday against the Raiders and Amari Cooper's not going to be playing because he has COVID. I don't think that's going to affect the Cowboys ability to beat the Raiders. I think they should beat the Raiders, but I've also seen them lay eggs on Thanksgiving. So hopefully they can take care of business Thursday against the Raiders. All right, let's talk a little bit about 
the uh, latest Star Trek episodes, um, Prodigy and Discovery. Um, this is the first time in over 20 years we had two Star Trek shows on at the same time. We had, and then, then won't have this won't happen very often because Prodigy is going on a hiatus until January. Um, overall, I enjoyed the Prodigy episode. Um, we had a pretty good good story how how they got off the ship. They were able to kind of turn the the one character, and I, I'm bad with names. The diviner's daughter um, against uh, her father. And so she's now kind of fully a part of the crew now. And they've got some sort of cool warp engine protostar uh, drive that they were able to engage. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see what's next. Um, we know um, there's going to be Captain Chakotay on this show. And I think that in the next episode, we may end up seeing a appearance. Um, they may be, end up going back to the... Alpha Quadrant next episode. So we'll see if I'm correct on that. Um, as far as Discovery, um, there's some good and there's some bad with this uh, starting the season. Um, I think the good, I, I, I enjoyed Michael Burnham being in the chair uh, as the captain. Um, I'm intrigued by the president of the Federation and her storyline. My biggest issue with Discovery is... It seems like this is a repeat plot that we've had the last three years. There's some galaxy-wide phenomenon that's threatening the universe, and it's only—it's up to Discovery to save save the universe again. You know, we had it with the red dots in season two. We had it with the burn in season three. Now season four. Um, I really think if they get a season five which I think they are. I, I don't think there's any question they're going to get a season five. They need to do something a little bit different than there's this threat and it's threatening the galaxy and it's only up to, you know, the discovery to, to, you know, take care of it. Um, you know, I just, we, that needs, it needs some tweaking. So, um, that would be my one criticism of it. Um, you know, I think the visuals are great. I like the new refit discovery. I like the new uniforms, but I think the storyline, we, we, we've, we've been there, done that with this trope and it needs, to, they need to rework it, um, for season five. So, but you know, we'll see, we'll continue to watch, um, do want to give you my movie review of the uh, for this week? I got to see a great movie last night. I went and saw the new Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and just a solid, solid movie. If you are a Ghostbusters fan, which I growing up I was, I had I had the house, the car, I had the proton packs, everything. And if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you're gonna love this movie. It is Stranger Things meets Ghostbusters, and I I, I was big fan of it. Just really, really solid movie. Might be one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, I'll have to go back and look and see. And, and I think at the, um, when we do my end of the year podcast, I may do like a top 10, you know, movies or something to end the year with, but, um, definitely would recommend it. So 
let's uh, let's end this last uh, segment with a little bit of Survivor Series predictions. Survivor Series is tomorrow night. Has uh, in my opinion has not been promoted very well, and I I'm not really excited honestly about any of the matches. I think this is just it feels like one of these. Like WWE is just going through the motions. Well, we got to do a Survivor Series. We got to do this concept. And they just slap some matches together. Um, and, you know, it shows. I, it really shows. Um, and I don't know what the answer is. If they need to get rid of the Survivor Series concept. Um, I would hate for it to go. I think I think there's always potential for it to be good. But I think I think too much energy this year was poured into a crown jewel and survivor series is an afterthought and i get it i mean you know the saudi arabians uh, government's paying you all this money you're really going to pour your energy into that show but i think survivor series unfortunately suffered because of it so let's talk uh matches the on this card um they did announce a 25 man battle royal for this um for this uh survivor series it's, I guess it's an honor of the rock. Um, I don't know what my expectations are for this battle Royal. Is this going to be like, um, the Andre, the giant battle Royal where, I mean, nothing really happens to the winner or is this going to be a way to establish maybe a new star? I'm not sure. Um, as far as big names mentioned, you've got Omos, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, the street profits and alpha Academy. I think based on the names announced, um, I would lean to, towards Omos winning. Um, I think the only person that might be able to beat Omos is some previously unannounced person. If they may swoop in with maybe a surprise return or a surprise debut or something. But it feels like that Omos will probably win. Now, where does he go from there? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think he, technically he's still with AJ Styles, um, but you know it might be time for Omos to embark on a singles career, maybe push him towards uh, the United States title picture, maybe. I don't know. So I think Omos wins the Battle Royal. We've got the Raw Tag Team Champions of RK-Bro taking on SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. I think the Usos probably win. Because I think you have to continue that storyline of the bloodline. Uh, now, you could do this a couple of ways. You could have the Usos cheat to win. Um, and then maybe you have a little bit of a tease with Randy Orton and uh, Roman Reigns. Or you could have somehow uh, Riddle cost um, his team the match. I kind of, you know, I think RK Bro is going to split at some point. I kind of would like to see Riddle be the one turn on Orton because um, I think that would be a little bit more unexpected than, you know, Orton doing what Orton does and turning and being the Viper and all that. Um, but, you know, I don't know if they'll plant the seeds in this pay-per-view or not, but I do think the Usos end up winning. We have the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura taking on United States Champion Damian Priest. I think ultimately um, Damian Priest wins this. Um, you know, I think he is having a little bit more of a push. Speaking of Damian Priest, what might happen next? This could be if you have Omos win the 25-man battle royal, 
you could slide Omos in as the next challenger for Damian Priest. I think that would be a very interesting matchup uh, moving forward, but I do think Damian Priest beats Nakamura. We've got Team Raw, which is Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Zelina, v- Zelina Vega, taking on Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, uh, Shotzi, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, and uh, Tony Storm. I think ultimately Team Raw is going to win, and I think Zelina Vega will be the sole survivor. I think they're going to want to continue her push with the Queen of the Ring uh, push or Queen's Crown, excuse me. Um, but I do. Th- I picked. I think Team Raw will win this one. We've got Team Raw on the men's side, uh, which is Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley. Taking on Team SmackDown, which is Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods, Jeff Hardy, Happy Corbin, and Sheamus. On this one, I think Team SmackDown wins. I think there's a lot of personal animosity uh, storyline-wise with Team Raw, and I think you're. I think they're really pushing towards Drew McIntyre being this unstoppable force. Um, light, latest rumor I've heard as far as WrestleMania is. Uh, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. And so I think you, you've you got to continue to that push of Drew McIntyre. He'll be the sole survivor. Uh, possibly you might have King, uh, King Woods, Xavier Woods um, survive as well, but this could also be an opportunity to have the Usos interfere and uh, get him pinned because I think we're headed in the next pay-per-view towards a uh, King Woods versus Roman Reigns match for the WWE title or for the Universal title, excuse me. But ultimately, on the men's side, I do think teams back down wins with Drew McIntyre uh, being the sole survivor. And then we get to our two main events. We've got SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair taking on Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. I think this ends in some sort of controversy or schmoz or. I think Becky Lynch uh, pinned Charlotte um, as punishment for Charlotte's backstage antics that's been going on. Um, It seems like Charlotte, just kind of reading the tea leaves, is trying to get fired by the WWE or trying to get her release to possibly go to AEW. I don't see the WWE doing that for her because she is still a very valuable asset. Um, But I do think she probably ends up if any, if 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 someone gets the pin, uh, Becky Lynch wins. So, um, I'm not sure where we're headed as far as WrestleMania with with the women's titles, but uh, you know, I do think they're wanting to push Becky Lynch pretty uh pretty solidly right now. Then we've got the WWE Champion Big E taking on Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Um, I think Roman Reigns wins. Um, probably, I don't. I hope not easily because I, I really do want to see Big E um, get a get a pretty solid push as WWE Champion. But uh, you know, I think you want to continue to push Roman Reigns as this dominating force going into WrestleMania. So, again, it just feels like this has not been promoted very well. And it just feels like it's a filler pay-per-view. Um, so hopefully, you know, they can write the ship. Um, I don't think they will um, right now because typically November, December are pretty dead months uh, with WWE. Um, but, you know, hopefully when January rolls around, you can start seeing a little bit of the energy moving towards uh, WrestleMania. 
All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and I'll be back with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back. It's now time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And we're going to talk Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about specifically Thanksgiving food items. Um, I'm a big dressing fan. I'm not a big stuffing fan. And there is a difference. Um, dressing is a little bit more hearty. Um, and here's my tip with dressing. Number one, and my mom does the best dressing, by the way. Um, but use cornbread but use sweet cornbread. That's the key with your dressing. Um, but, uh, you know, if you've never had dressing and you've always been a stuffing family, there is time to convert yourself back to the light, which is dressing. And so this week for Thanksgiving, try some dressing is my tip of the week. I wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody uh, is able to get together with family and uh, spend some time reflecting on things that they are thankful for. Until next week, I will see you next week for the Chris Carpenter Show.